alleged claimed sources said claimed claimed Okay, uh, that was the theme music. This is the show, and I am Captain, and special guest is this guy. Hello to you. Hey, look at this guy. It's Player. It's Player from the Peach and Blake podcast. Famous in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, this is the show. It's called Captain Says. How are you enjoying this corona times? Uh, it's it's inter- like it's very polarizing, I guess. Have you seen those photos of like in the city, like how desolate all these places are? Like there's no one around. Here in Sydney? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh. So you're stuck at home? Yeah, stuck at home. I'm on forced annual leave. And uh, yeah, like everything's shut down at the moment. But it's, you know, it's a good time to recoup and I'm not sick. So that's a good thing. I I always thought, I thought for sure that I'd be really sick, but um, no, I've been all right. Oh, that's so good. I've managed to dodge it. How about yourself? I had a cold near the start of this, and I'm like, oh, it's not good. I had a runny nose and headache a little bit, and then I'm like, you're looking at the things for all the symptoms. You're like, oh, well, that's not any of the symptoms, so it's fine. <laughs> but then I got a cough near the end of it. It only went for like four or five days. I had a little cough at the end, and I'm like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. It's coming. No, yep. and it was gone, and I was fine. Well, that's perfect. And like I still, you go to the supermarket when you have to. He did... Just stay away from the people. Don't oh, yeah. uh, don't spit on anyone. Everything should be good. <laughs> oh, man. That's my advice to everyone is just don't spit on people. <laughs> we should be okay. But where does this come from? People are doing it now. They're spitting everywhere, like on people and stuff. It's just... Oh, there's all these idiots who... I've seen a few idiots on the news who got arrested and they're just absolute morons. They got arrested for whatever reason, like being on the beach, which was already closed, and there's massive signs up, and they're like, you can't stop me going to the beach. It's like, yeah, we can. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, right. And so then he coughs on them. He's like, oh, sucked in, you got corona. And it's like, oh, you mm. retard. <laughs> You're just an idiot. Are you a bit well, of a doomsday prepper? Do you bog buy everything? Ah, uh, I'm there's not. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not, but I buy things when they're on sale. Things that, you know, things like toilet paper, or things like a can of pasta sauce whatever every time that's half price at the supermarket i buy like four of them so when all these things started and everybody went crazy buying toilet paper and all this stuff i just looked at my cupboard and i'm like i'm good for like three months at least i i I haven't (laughs) bought toilet paper once i just opened an 18 pack yesterday which i bought literally over two months ago i have no problems but it's not for reasons of oh what if something happens and i'm stuck in the house it's just because it was on sale Okay. That's the only reason I've got it. So, yeah, well, I, I'm fine. Well, that's good. And you can still get the Uber Eats and whatever stuff, deliveries, which is Have good. you been taking advantage of that? Oh, only when I get some, some deal. I, I had some $15 <laughs> discount thing the other day. Oh, yeah. So I literally spent, I ordered like uh, like $18 of food. I paid $3. It was good. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, that's really good. It's a good deal. And there's always like $10 refer a friend or whatever on on uber eats so that's helpful ah yep yeah yeah so again you just order something just get a kebab for like twelve dollars get it delivered you pay two dollars and it's great (laughs) you don't have to go out that's that's like uh candy getting her chicken delivered right (laughs) so what else is happening let's talk about australia (laughs) well i saw i saw the other day 
because South Korea had, well, at the start, they had these astronomical over 5,000 and all that. But they learned from the MERS virus. Yeah, see, they've been through this uh, uh, to a lot more you know, of a extent than, yeah. we, than we did. Yeah. Like and it they've hit done those two Asian things. countries hard and they yeah. learnt a lot and they were prepared. We were barely affected by SARS and H1N1 yeah. and all that stuff, like bits here and there, but nothing like this. So we didn't yeah. learn anything back then. We're just like, ah, it's an Asian thing. No one learned <laughs> anything from it. Stupid people. We just didn't learn. Well, they said the, the, there was two things that helped them flatten that curve and one was the test kits they said it was oh, really yeah. important and they test people and then just isolate them and treat them. And the other is, and I didn't know this, that after the MERS thing, they had like a law changed and like, I don't know how this will fly in other countries, but apparently in South Korea, like they prioritize health over privacy where they monitor everywhere you go and do with your phone and video surveillance and all that. And if you test mm. positive, they'll track exactly where you've been and then quarantine those areas and then send out messages to other people saying, yeah, you know, you've got someone else near you that's tested positive. And they, because they had all these systems in place, they've um, contained it really quickly. So it's fascinating. See, now, I would be more than happy for that to happen here. <laughs> yeah, that's just my opinion. But you try and tell that to, for example, an American. Yeah, we're going to track everywhere you go. They will. They will just lose their minds lose with conspiracy <laughs> theories, and it's the end of the world for them. They will fight to right. the death. They would rather die than have that happen. It's just <laughs> mind-boggling. It's like we're right. trying to save your life. Just stay in the freaking house. No, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going out to Target. It's just. <laughs> It's insane. It's insane. Oh, just calm down. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) and I've heard today that Google and Apple are teaming up to create some sort of something similar to that. And it works with Bluetooth so that you can know where, like, you know how Bluetooth works within a certain proximity. Mm. It's got something to do with that technology, but it doesn't use uh, GPS and data. So they're trying to avoid having paranoid people. Like the yeah. idea is that people take it up so that they can have this sort of containment in a line really quickly without and have people adapt that technology. So be interesting to see what they come up with. Again, I would have no problem if the government turned on a tracker on my phone and says, We're gonna we're gonna watch you. Because what do I do? I go to the supermarkets, I go, go to, to McDonald's, yeah. I go to Starbucks, I go shopping. <laughs> I, you know, what are they gonna find out? Unless you're a drug dealer. I don't see why you're that worried if the government are watching what you're doing. But again, some people will f- would rather die than have that happen. Yeah, that's true. So many conspiracies. I know theories. everyone says, you know, if you've got nothing to hide, you shouldn't have a problem with it. And that is such a common thing to say. But mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. Like, I yeah. get they, they're like, but it's the point of it. It's our right to privacy, whatever. It's like, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you walk out of your house, you've lost your right to privacy. You're in public. You can't yeah. argue about privacy. You're in public as soon as you walk out of your house. So that's right. That's such a stupid argument. Well, if the government <laughs> want to track me, they're going to have a really boring time. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> if, if that's what they want to do. <laughs> like, I'm sure they've got better things to do than, yeah. It's a very interesting. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, we're still healthy, so that's good. Yeah. Do you know anybody with that, like friends or anything with coronavirus? Nope. That's it? No. Yeah, nothing. no, then. Same. But I don't know a lot of people. 
<laughs> I know Hilarious. like about six people, so yeah, and I'm one and of them. All okay. So that limits it down. Yeah, here. yeah. So that, that that helps. Yeah, MC and Toe Gem don't have it either. Oh yeah, so, so yeah. We're, we're all good. That's most of the people. That's it. But you know what I did do in all this time where it's stuck at home? There is uh, Peach and Black podcast episodes to be edited. So that's taking. Oh yeah, that takes a good chunk of time. You're, you're a real trooper. That, you you really get stuck uh, into it. So, yeah, I do it for a while, and then like I'll. I'll and then do you it. watch Star Trek. And then I'll watch Star Trek. But sometimes, and then I'll have like three days off. I'm like, I had enough of that. And I'll get back to it eventually. Hilarious. Like as much as I can listen to your voice and MC and Toe Jam, I can't do it eight hours a day, every no, day. of course. That's a bit much. That's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because oh, MC did something a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about something and I can't remember what it was, but it really annoyed me. <laughs> and really? I was in the middle of it. I was in the middle of editing. I was in the middle of editing and then like I think he called me or he sent me a message and then I talked to him for a while and then I had to go back to editing and I was listening to his voice again and I'm like, hang on, I'm pissed off at you. I don't want to listen to this. So I just I just saved it and just left. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this now. <laughs> it's just weird because like even if I don't talk to any of you for two weeks, like I'm still hearing the voices yeah, all voice. the time. <laughs> You're hearing voices, yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, so, MC's got um, that magic touch. Oh, yeah. So, so if, if anyone else is stuck at home like we are, now's the time to catch up on all the old Peach and Black podcast episodes. Yep. If you missed a few. I'm sure you have missed a few. And that Mammoth 1999 one. There's very few people have heard all of it. So the last, yeah, the last thing we did was 1999 Super Deluxe Review. It was five parts, and there was a sixth part, which was available a while ago as an exclusive on peachandblackplus.com. But we're going to be putting that up on Podbean tomorrow. So if you couldn't be bothered to go to another website to hear that part six show, which is the review of the DVD from 1999 Deluxe, that's going to be up tomorrow in the normal place on Podbean or wherever you normally hear your Peach and Black shows. So and get ready for that. listening to this particular show two years in the future, then we've released this, not tomorrow, but two years ago. Yes. Well, unless you listen to this on the day it came out. (laughs) We're uh, dating this show. (laughs) uh, The the show's already out. Go and listen to them. (laughs) If you are 50 years in the future, maybe the pot bean doesn't even exist. Who knows? That's... (laughs) Nobody knows. But also, you know what we can say? Apart from that part six of the 1999 Super Deluxe Review, there will be a brand new episode out tomorrow. Peach and Black Show. Uh, this will be uh, volume four of non-album tracks. Four songs. Ooh. We talk about us four different songs and review them. These are songs that were not on albums. They weren't on, you know. Anything. Yeah. All the albums that we've already reviewed. They're just like random like internet tracks or a B-side or whatever. We're getting to them. So there's four new songs. That we're going to get into. Yes. We recorded that show a long while ago, I think. We recorded it a while ago. But also, th- the other thing is if you haven't already, you need to go and vote in the top 20 Prince songs of the 2000s. First, we did the uh, top 20 Prince songs of all time. And then we did the top 20 of the 1990s. That was in... And that was a while 20, ago. That was in 2010, though. So we missed out on an artificial age and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this one is... But this will the top, This is a brand new survey... Top 20 songs of the 2000s, so from 2000 up to 2016, everything, or not everything, 
all the main albums that were released. Uh, now, Toe Jam put this survey together. I can tell you he has excluded cover songs because like you, ca- you can't get like Crimson and Clover coming up as the best Prince song ever because it's not a Prince song. I understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, cover songs aren't on there. There was a couple others which he said for whatever reason, that's not on there, that's not on there. So if your favourite song's not on there, you, you winch to Toe Jam. <laughs> Send it to him. <laughs> not to us. Send it to him. But yeah, He's go and vote. Money sense. I'll put the link up on Twitter uh, or uh, wherever. You'll find it. It's on our Instagram. It's on our mm. Facebook page. I pinned to the top. You should Actually, be able to find uh, it. Toe Jam just made a little video the other day and put that out. Yes. So you can see that on, I think it's everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. And it's, it's, got, it's got a cool little thing. He says a whole bunch of song names in a, a sentence. That's cool. You know, you know what that's exactly like? That's exactly like how Prince did the raps, you know, yes. in Diamonds and Pearls. Diamonds and, and Pearls, and that's it. Incorporated all the song track titles in the rap. That's it, he did it's it. It's exactly it. the same. So it's keeping the Prince yeah. tradition. Yeah. So if you haven't voted already, go and do that. We want to make this the, the biggest one. I think we still mm. haven't got as many votes as we did on the first one. So share it. Tell everybody. You know, I know there's people out there who listen to our show. They've got friends who don't listen to Peach and Black, and that's fine. Not everyone loves us. I understand that. Some people don't <laughs> want to listen to people just talk about Prince for three hours. I'm probably one of them. But they can still do the survey. <laughs> so share this to all your Prince friends. They can do the survey. They can vote. They don't have to listen to the show. They can still so just true. vote. I know on the org there's always people doing what's the top 10 songs or the top your top favourite albums or whatever. Now's your chance to do the top 20 songs of all the 2000s. So go and vote for that. If you didn't exactly. do it, get your friends to do it. We want to make it the biggest one. Yep. Is that so, enough? Is uh, that enough? Did I say it enough? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think I'm really excited to hear the results, actually. It's because, yeah, I mean, apart from maybe some younger, younger Prince fans, the 2000s until 2016, most like long time hardcore Prince fans would not say that's his best era, generally. So it is yeah. going to be interesting to see what people pick out of that era as their favourite songs. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be interesting. Um, I had trouble I had trouble selecting 20, I can tell you that now. Well, I went straight to vote for the morning after, but guess which track wasn't included? <laughs> what do you know? Oh, Toe Jam, what are you doing? You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I went straight to the, and, and then I saw it wasn't under T for the morning after, and I'm like, oh, you know how sometimes it's like morning after, comma, the? So I went to M. I went to M, and I'm like, M? M? Nah, still not there. Um, and then I went through, like, every single song, <laughs> and it still Seriously. wasn't there. So that was a sad day. But, again, I know I'm in a very small minority, and I, I know there's no chance that song would get in the top 20, so it's not a big issue, really. Yeah, but I know people want to vote sure. for their, their favourite songs. Maybe there's other people who think the morning after it might be in their top 20. But, sadly, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good to see a race between that track and Wedding like Feast and Gold. Yeah, where they where it ends up. Is Wedding Feast in there? Oh yeah, that's two thousand one. That would have been in there. Mm. The Digital Garden. There's so many songs which are just you just think, what is this? But they're and more then, like interludes. Yeah, I don't even see them as tracks really. You oh know, well, just, well, Toe Jam didn't the, either. They're part of that <laughs> uh, Rainbow Children narrative. It's part of the narrative yeah. you know, that strings all the songs together. So, so yeah. go and vote in the survey. Um, mm. New Do show out now. tomorrow. Do it now. Eat those CCs. Do it now. 
That's a classic <laughs> Funky Temple track right there from 1993. There you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, brand new show out tomorrow. Non-album tracks, volume four, and the DVD review of the 1999 Super Deluxe DVD show will also be out on Podbean and in all great bookstores. <laughs> whatever they say. Whatever they say. <laughs> it's in all good record stores, podcasts, whatever they say. Yeah, Podcast directories. Platforms. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, what else? What else is happening? Is that enough, Peach and Black Talk? I think so. We're quite boring, um, aren't we? <laughs> uh, if anybody knows Lee Christian, he's a, a UK guy and he's making, a, he's obviously stuck at home, uh, bored, and he's made like a YouTube sort of COVID something show. And I'm going to be on it. I think he said it comes out next week. Wow. Uh, I'll, put, I'll tweet that out when it happens. But what capacity are you on? Is it like an audio thing, or are you video? Or it's video. We did the we did the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we did the fancy go? Zoom. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Talked about print stuff. Talked about some peach and black stuff. I told people to vote in the survey again. <laughs> so I'll yeah, uh, you can see my face. We talked about some stuff. Go and check it out. I'll be checking it out. That sounds cool. Well, you asked me. Well, you know, you know who's going to be annoyed. Seth's going to be annoyed because he asked me to go on his show, <gasps> and I, and he wanted me to download. Um, but is that on house? Twitch? He he wanted me to get Twitch. He wanted me to get House Party. I'm like, I'm old. I can't do all this new fancy apps and stuff. What's House Party? I haven't heard. Of oh, that. I don't know. He's oh, he said there's a way to use those two together. Yeah, I don't house know. Party. Oh, it's one of the popular yeah. things these days with all the kids. You know, Seth. Yeah. He's he's down with the kids. He knows all he the fancy the things that are going on. See, um, like, there's three that I totally avoid, and that's Twitch, Snapchat, and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. They're all, th- those three are all, like, uh, it's I'm all, past the it's, threshold of It's all for age. the young people. How's party? It's all for I'm the young people. Googling it now. Wow, look at this. <laughs> and I, I just, yeah. I, I downloaded, I think, Twitch first and uh, installed all that and did all the stuff, and he's like, now go get house party. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So I just deleted Twitch and said, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm too old to do yeah. stuff I don't want to do. So sorry, Seth. <laughs> if you can do it on Zoom, I'll do it because I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just go into the website and it's there. That's easy. Yeah. Don't make me yeah. download all these things. I, I admire Seth because he's older than us and he's getting into all this young stuff. But see, that's his full-time job is like a media guy. He's on the radio. He does all this stuff. He's he got his finger this, on the pulse. He does all that's the sports stuff on radio and he mm. does the podcast and he does the the superheroes podcast i gotta get hall it right. of justice hall of justice i don't know Look i don't up. know the superhero things it's the hall of justice podcast there we go there you go if you like the superhero things go and check that out with seth everett it's on apple Podcasts. it's in other places i'm sure yeah but i won't be on the show because it was too hard twitch hard. Sound, it seems like a i don't know like a hybrid of zoom and youtube and all sorts of things, Ga- like a gamer. It's like a gamer's platform, and we probably sound like really old men now. We are, we are. <laughs> but like, but like, you look at YouTube, and you've got like Casey Rain and Princess Friend and Nightchild, and they they're all fine doing YouTube thing. But that's all Vlog. video, you know. I don't want everyone Vlog. looking at my face. I'm quite happy oh, yeah. just doing audio. I mean, it's hard enough just editing audio without doing video. We got heads for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm fine for them to take all the video glory. I'm happy doing audio. That's just fine with me. Like we do little bits here yeah. and there of video, but I wouldn't want to be doing that 
full time. The like occasional live streams, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so you you get on there, you do that. You don't have to do loads of preparation. It's just like, hey, hello, people, ask me questions. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's it's all about <laughs> interactive answering. Yeah, answering the questions, and all the questions yeah. are like, are you going to celebration? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The last one we did, everyone talked about. We were talking about mm. celebration, and that's not happening. And I'm still fighting like a donkey to get the refunds. So I hope we get our money back before all these companies bloody go bankrupt. Mm. I actually sent another email this morning, so see what happens. But as far as actual celebration, like just to be clear, because you said that's not happening, it is actually happening. Paisley Park is still determined to put it on, but in these times, like I think, is it? Are we? You can't guarantee anything. Recession, like even I would imagine people in the states aren't going to be flocking to Minneapolis and spending up to like I just, yeah you know I'm not trying to uh discourage them but I think 2021 might be just a better outcome yeah I just take a page from the uh from the Olympics and just skip yeah. this year and come back next year with something massive yeah. because you know you're right if they come back it I think they said September or the fall or whatever they said it yeah. will be postponed until but you know no one knows what's going to be happening then like no one knows what's happening next week, let alone mm. in three months or six months. Yeah. I mean, there's people today that can't pay their rent. Mm. Yeah. So many people aren't going to have any money. So it's just not, it's probably not Worth a great it. idea. Yeah. But yeah. So oh. yeah, I reckon they should just take the L and just do it till next year because I've myself ridden off 2020. Like forget yeah. it. Like, this year is <laughs> just years. gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do they say with... um? Have you tried unplugging your modem? I feel like, have you tried turn unplugging it off, turn 2020? It on. <laughs> yeah, 2020, turn it off, turn it on. Just restart Because I think thing. that's, restart it and just, yeah. But yeah, like, uh, I mean, I'd like to go, I mean, I was going to go this year, but well, I'd like yeah, to go we, next we year. We were. I'd like to go next year. So that's the thing, like, maybe they'll just get a better turnout if they just sort of, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Postpone, reschedule. Yeah. Yeah, but also to like put more energy into like something big next year instead of, you know, scrambling to do something this year and then something else next year, you know? Yeah, I think that's probably the best thing to do. But in saying that, there are things that they could do. For example, okay, how many people do you think would go to celebration? Maybe 2,000 people, would you say? I have no idea. I don't know what numbers they get. Well, let's let's just say two thousand. Maybe that's a conservative number. Maybe that's like I thought that that sounds high to me. I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, let's just say two thousand. Right. Let's say you cancel Celebration twenty twenty altogether, but you do an online thing and you charge I don't know twenty bucks for some sort of live stream of either like a Prince concert or. Morris Day in the time in MPG and all this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Where they broadcast it into people's houses. How many people do you think would sign up to that? Damn more than 2,000 people. Yeah. So that way their costs are virtually minimal. Yep, yep. Because they don't have to stage this big thing. I guess the real losers in that scenario would be like the hotels and stuff in Minneapolis because they rely on that yeah. kind of tourism. But if Paisley Park are trying to get their 2020 income, they could smash it, like reduce their price, but reach more people and more people would be willing to pay. You know, there's other things that they could do where people don't even have to leave their house, but still support Paisley Park. Then the money they get from that, they can put into 2021 and make it like a really big thing. 
But see, that's what is... I would do, but I'm not running the place. <laughs> like, this is the line that I think gets blurry for, well, for me anyway, yes. I don't know, and other Prince fans, is the, the line between Paisley Park and the estate. Like, every yes. time we say, like, you know, oh, they should just release this or they should just do this. But then you've got to think, well, is that is that Paisley Park's responsibility or is that the yeah. estate's? You know, there's a, there's, there is a fine yeah. line there, but it's also a blurry line, just depending That's what you're right. talking about. Because Paisley yeah. Park does have access to concert footage and all this stuff because they show it at the celebration. So there yeah. is interaction between the estate and Paisley Park, but only on certain things, it seems. But, yeah. you know, if they can't do a physical celebration, well, obviously they can't do it in April, they can't do it in June, as it was going to be. They're talking September, but who knows? Yeah. I think 2021 would be the best bet. Just put everything off and put all the energy into that. But also... 2020 right now with everyone stuck at home paisley park talk to the estate figure uh, get a deal whatever you have to do and oh, put like stuff, your pearl jam put some thing. stuff online yes i put a link out the other day pearl jam has put up like 34 live concerts over the last like 30 years for people to download back to like 1990 i think how much and are they charging per show free a hundred percent free oh. now of okay. course that's not going to make any money for paisley park but even if they charge five dollars per concert yeah. And even if they only put up, say, five concerts, yeah. whether it was audio or video, it's income as opposed yeah, right. to no income, which they're having right now and will for at least the next six months. Yeah. I think they really need to figure something out. Yeah. And, you know, since 2016, we've been saying, you know, bring back something like the NPG Music Club, put stuff online, we'll buy it. That's easy money for, the, for them to make. But yep. so far, they've avoided that. And now you've got basically the 100% ideal circumstances, captive audiences stuck in their house mm. looking for things to look at or listen to, and it still isn't happening. So for yeah. whatever reason, they are avoiding that, you know, that model for who knows why. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's a red tape thing. But if, I don't know, if it's not a red tape thing, if I was in charge, I'd move a lot quicker on that because it yeah. just seems nothing's happening. It's a bit, it's languishing a bit. And I think, it's, like, yeah. in these kind of times, you've got to move fast and act fast. Like, you've got to adapt and change really quick. You can't, because if the longer you leave it, 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 you know, the harder it becomes, the worse it becomes, you know, so. And also, the although there's no timeline on coronavirus, the sooner the better. Yeah. You know, it's it's only a countdown now until things go back to normal, but no one knows how long that countdown is. But the sooner they did something, the sooner they've got income coming in, you know, while people yep. are at home. Exactly. No, I know, I know not everyone's at home, but there's a lot of people at home. Yeah. But then again, if you lost your job and you're at home, you might not have any money. So <laughs> it, it sort of falls apart there. Maybe that's the way they looked at it. I don't know. Yeah, but also too, like like we said, like you can have a cheap, like a cheaper discounted rate. Like I've seen the Paisley Park store, they're slushing all the prices of their merchandise. I got an oh, email yeah. about it the other day. And still with the dollar, you know, the US Australian dollar conversion and the taxes and the shipping and all that, it's still, you know, it's not worth it here to take advantage of that. But, you know, the thing with like a concert, it's, you know, it's not really a physical product. You can just, you know, send it digitally. It doesn't cost anybody anything. Yeah. So, you know, they can get 100% of the profits and they can put a price on it as cheap or as expensive as they want, you know. Yeah, so, you, you could make it six ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, 
Whatever yeah, you, you want. You can make it anything. Just don't make it 3121 or 1999. Right. Unless you're going to do like a bundle of like five concerts, then 1999 is a great price. Let's go. Yeah. But even if you're not at home, even if you're working, like still people download it for the, you know, transport to and from work. When they're not listening to Peach and Black podcasts, they can be listening to That's it. some sort of classic Prince show or album, whatever, you know. And like, I don't know. We've still got a bunch of album reviews to do. We've got to do Maite's album. We've got yeah. to do Pandemonium, Pandemonium by the time. We haven't done any of Sheila E's albums. So there's still stuff for us to do. But I'd like the estate to get moving with some actual Prince releases so we can review those as well. That would be great. Yeah. I'm still not well, over um, 1999 Super Deluxe, but, you know, soon. Soon will be nice. <laughs> well, they're bringing out... Oh, well, they're re-releasing. Re-releasing the vinyl, Rainbow Children, One Night Alone. Yeah. That actually got yeah. postponed, didn't it? It was supposed to be out pretty much about now, but they've put it back to May sometime. Yeah. I think it's got to do with, aside from COVID, it's got to do distribution. with... You know, distribution. Distribution and not that... We would get it here in Australia. <laughs> yeah. If 1999's in any indicator, but, you know, who knows? It's, so. I mean, I know Australia is probably not a massive market, market generally mm. for the estate to get Prince releases out to, but you'd think they'd at least bother. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. not like, it's not like they're losing money by doing it. Yeah. The, the postage costs are just ridiculous. And even if it was released locally, then... You know, the, the money's still being made, even if it's not a massive market. But it's just sad that they seem to have totally forgotten about Australia. Yeah. It's just, that's not, that's not a good thing to do. No. Well, I maybe mean, they've listened. We'll, we'll, we'll only find out. Uh, actually, I think the Rainbow Children... See, this is the thing. Like, 99 came out under Warners, and these releases are under Sony. So, you know, they might have dis- different uh, distribution yeah. outlets. Because so far, the Sony releases, there hasn't been a problem with those in terms of... Uh, so you're talking all stores. these re-releases like Emancipation and all that stuff? Because I've seen them here. Yeah, and they're all at Sony. And this this Rainbow Children one and all that, that's all Sony as well. So we should see it. It's the Warner stuff. But I know Warner, like I said in the 99 review, they changed distributors and they've had problems not only with like the Prince release, but all the Warner artists' releases. Mm. They've all had delays and Yeah, I remember you sent me a link about some company that they yeah. changed to and there was just massive stuff ups with that. There was Yeah. It just had to happen around the release of 1999 Deluxe and and so that didn't work out well for us. No. no. But what can you do? But yeah, the the yeah. talking about those Sony releases, whatever deal they have, doesn't that end in 2021? Yeah. And then things change and different people have access to different things. So I'll be very interested to see what happens after you know, the next deal mm. comes into action yep. and see who gets what and what actually gets released to the public. That could be an interesting time. What do you want to see released? Oh, wow. What? Like this is, this is what Lee Christian asked me the other day on his, on his oh, YouTube really? thing. And I basically said, yeah, you can put out stuff like outtakes. Like, you know, who doesn't want to hear like, you know, in all my dreams in perfect quality? Who doesn't want to hear, mm. you know, all, like those tracks from... Dream Factory and Crystal Ball in perfect quality. But the thing is, a lot of people have heard those songs in pretty good quality. So yeah, in perfect quality will be great. But if you're asking me what I would want, you know, the next big release to be, would be music that we haven't heard before. Yeah. Even if it's just 10 tracks, 12 tracks of songs that, you know, we haven't heard at all. Like we don't even know the titles. 
ones that haven't been floating on the collector's market. Exactly. That they haven't been on bootlegs for all the years, and we've got them. People have heard them. Like, remember when Purple Rain Deluxe came out and there was stuff like Love and Sex and Velvet Kitty Cat? Yeah. And, you know, there's a few tracks on there where, like, we've never even heard the titles of these tracks, let alone heard the songs themselves. That's yeah. what I would choose to be the next thing that I would want to hear is just 100% unknown. That's the word. Not unheard. It's unknown. I mean, yeah. they don't even have to be from the same era. I don't care. Just make it a mess because that's what I'm expect. That's what I expect anyway. Just make it like Crystal Ball, just a total mix of random tracks. That's fine. Whatever. And um, brick wall it. And yeah, ugh, get, get Bernie to uh, master it, but also have like a younger person with him to like just help him turn it down a little bit so he doesn't get his, his ears, you know. <laughs> just turn it down a bit. At least get someone to... Look at the waveforms. Yeah, yeah, it can't be that hard. Yeah, um, yeah that that'd be good. What What about you? What do you want? Well, the question I was asking really was about the re-releases through Sony. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. but in that regard, I'd like to see. And this is a funny thing; it's not even my favorite album, but I want to see New Power Soul. Why? And is that well, out of print now? I guess it is. One, it's out of print. Two, it's not on Spotify, but it is on Tidal. If you go to Title, it's on there. If you go to Spotify, it's not. And there's mm. just times where I want to hear in mainly three tracks, The One, Come Wasted on. Kisses, and Come On, those three. I really like those three tracks. But unless I'm on Title, and I really don't like, I mean, I like the concept of Title. I think it's great. But the usability of it, like you press the play button, for real, it takes about 30 seconds for it to actually yeah. start playing music. Or if you it's press like, pause... It's like it's, or, like it's, it's an same. actual jukebox and it's got to search around, find yeah, that record, yeah. grab it, pull it out, move it over yeah. to here, turn it on its side, drop it down, put on the needle. <laughs> it's like a literal yeah. jukebox. It takes 30 seconds to play yeah. a song. Yeah. Whereas I like Spotify because when you press play, pretty much it does. Like it's very yeah. sort of... The functionality is a lot smoother. And if mm. title had that same functionality, I would just use title. It's you the, think, the fact that, yeah. Do you think that's an issue of the quality? Because title's quality, depends what you set Maybe. the quality to, but title quality can be like pretty high. Yeah. So that might yeah. take a bit longer to load up. Yeah. And Spotify no seems idea. just like MP3 quality, so it's pretty quick to load up. Yeah. I have no idea. And I think there's a lot more people it, on Spotify as well. That might be something to do with it. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, I, I just sometimes I like just to hear those tracks and I think they could do something really cool with like that new power, new power soul stuff. But I mean, they're working within a certain time frame in terms of, you know, what have they released so far? Something from Rave up until it, they've been, oh, no, it's been Emancipation and Chaos and Disorder. So it's been earlier mm. than that. I really haven't like those kept track of, era, of those yeah. because I'm not buying any of them. So. <laughs> Well, same, like, I think I got the 3121, and I think the only difference was it had a Sony and MPG... Uh, a legacy sticker or something? Legacy, yeah. That was the only difference, I think. And it's like, well, it's not remastered. It's, you know, there's nothing really different about it. Yeah. So I guess this subtle difference is like, I guess the Emancipation has got that gatefold style, whereas the original had that jewel case... You know, just the packaging's a little bit different. But, you know, everything oh, else yeah. is the same. We all got it as fans when it came out. So, you know, if yeah. you're maybe a, a vinyl collector and you don't have it on vinyl, like I understand that. 
But even still, like I'm sure they're going to release these all over again, remastered and added tracks, and yeah, we'll be buying it all again. So <laughs> I'm kind of holding out to that. Like you talk about New Power Soul not being it's on one site, but it's not on another. That's the mm. probably the biggest annoying thing about all Prince's music right now is just the way yeah, you know it's fractured, the way the yeah. way the chips yeah. fell after. 2016 and who got what and now it's just all fractured and different people have different things and and then next year all the the rules change again and it's just it's it's too hard it's too hard keeping up with all this and who owns what and what they're doing yeah it's Uh, everyone's wants to have a bite of the pie and it's annoying because they're just people that weren't around (laughs) pre-2016 they've stepped in and said this is how we're running stuff and like, well, yeah, that's oh, okay. that's yeah, that's the other stupid, stupidly annoying thing is they want to come in, they want to make their money, but it seems they have, I won't say very little knowledge of the Prince fan base, but I'm sure they get an idea pretty quick. But it seems like they don't know what we want. They don't seem to care what we want because, mm. like, you know, it's it's gonna, it's all going to be about numbers for them. Like, what is going to make money? Do we sell to the hardcore Prince fans, which could only be you know ten thousand people? Or do we go for the general market, which could be much bigger? But yeah. then you've got to figure out, are the gener- is the general people even interested in buying Prince albums anymore? Even their albums exactly. that are re-releases of albums they could have bought 10 years ago. And because none of them talk. None of them seem to no. talk. Like sometimes they come on YouTube live or they do a Instagram live and they come on and they talk, but they don't say anything. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, so true. that's the annoying thing is like, well... What was the point well, of that 45 minutes where you came on, you had your face on there, this was your chance to interact with the fans and you just sort of generally talked about general things and said nothing. That's mm. pointless. Well, <laughs> I don't know what their thought process is behind doing that. It's like, do they think that's helpful? Do they think that's what we want to see? It's just yeah. useless. I don't yeah. understand it. Well, I caught one of those live streams and I think the person they were interviewing said, you know, if... Um, some decisions made on printer stuff, they sure know about it from the fans or something. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, that sounds like, you know, a wrong decision's been made. So to circumnavigate that, like how about you consult the fans first before you make these decisions? Um, Well, yeah, that's the thing. If a whole bunch of people whinged about a certain decision, then maybe you should just have a look back at that decision and go, well, how could we have done that better? But the yeah. the way it's going now, it seems to be like, oh, we hear them screaming, but we just ignore them. Yeah. That well, seems to be yeah, what well, I'm yeah, exactly. getting back from exactly. them. It's like, oh, yeah, they're yeah. whinging fans, but we know what we're doing. Really? Yeah. That's that's the way to go about it? Okay, I guess. Well, you know, there's plenty of outlets out there that they can consult. And I mean, if like putting Peach and Black right aside, if even if they don't contact those guys... You know, there's Prince Vault, there's Housequake, there's a lot of, you know, Scoppy. There's a lot of hardcore Prince bases out there that have been there all those years. They all know, you know, they're very knowledgeable in all that sort of stuff that they can yeah. actually go to. And and they don't. You know, have some consultation in it. And, you know, they could really, like if I got the job of running Paisley Park or whatever, or not even Paisley Park, any sort of fan base, you know, I could get more... Not that I would, but I could get the job of, you know, running the affairs of some group that have, or some singer that's, you know, no longer around. You know, you get sometimes thrown into this job. The first thing I would do is actually, 
sure, like interact with the people that he worked with, absolutely. But I would actually, you know, go to fans and question them. What would you like to see? You know, how can we make this better? Like I would yeah. just run like from top to bottom, like the people that are at the top of the chain, right down to the very basic, you know, listener. And just take everything on board and make decisions that way. But it seems very sort of imbalanced. It's like a seesaw. They just listen to people that kind of are at the top or not even at all. And they sort of see that there's quote unquote whinging fans, but it's like, well, you know, it's too late by then they've made their decision. So thing is, they're making decisions on things to release. And the people who are going to buy that are the customers, mm. the consumer, but they never ask that customer what they actually want. It's it's Prince's line of, you know, we're going to give you what you need, not what you want. Right. It's like they decide this is what we think you should have. And again, with well, yeah, no that's consultation, exactly right. that's, that's a bizarre way to approach this, I think. Yeah. Well, there's been interviews where they've said they've got a five-year plan. Okay, assuming that you're going to release something once per year, they've already figured out the next five releases. And of those five releases, do you think any consultation has gone into asking, you know, is this what, yeah. So, I mean, they might have, you know, we don't know about it. There might be several prominent people who were consulted and have kept quiet about it because that was part of the deal, but who knows? Mm. But it seems unlikely from what we've seen. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think the whing- the so-called whinging Prince fans are the ones that are, you know, they just cry out to, you know, uphold the standard that he set. Mm. I'm not saying that they got bad standards, but, you know, it's just... But I, I do understand... It seems directionless a bit. Because I think it was Michael Howe said um, something... Oh, this is a while ago now. And I think somebody asked him about fan consultation. And we even talked about this on Peach and Black at one point, and it was about whether you consult the fans or not. And if you ask 100 Prince fans, you know, do you want this album or this album or this album, you know, they're all going to say different things. Mm. But at some point, there's got to be a consensus and some sort of majority. It all depends how what the question is and how you phrase the question. Like, they can still point us in the direction. Like, they might already have a plan for the next three projects they want to release. You know, they could say... Oh, out of these three, what would you like to see next? And we would feel like they're giving us a choice. Oh, wow, we're getting to choose what the next release is. It'd make us feel good. Mm. But we, yeah, exactly. you know, but they've already planned those three releases. They'll be the next three releases no matter what, but we could choose which one comes first. But we wouldn't know that. Yeah. We'd just think, oh, we're choosing the next thing. They're giving us the choice. That would be such a smart move for, for them to do. But even that seems yep. beyond their capabilities. Scope. We'd yeah, all be exactly. like, oh, wow, we're actually getting involved in this f- finally. But, 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 <laughs> yeah. but it's not. But we wouldn't know that. They're just pointing us in this direction. And we'd be like dumb sheep just going, okay, then here we go. Yeah. But it'd be smart to do it. But again, it's not happening. <laughs> well, you see, um, like even Prince had the sense to do that. He would poll fans at these celebrations. Hey, the first celebration. Yes. I voted yeah. on his little Mac computer. There you go. And uh, what was was that for Crystal Ball 2 or something? There was Crystal Ball 2. There was Roadhouse Garden. There was When Two Are In Love, The Ballads of Prince. There was, I can't remember, there was probably about six, eight, ten albums on that list. And you voted, I can't remember if you voted by number or 
you just picked a few that you liked or whatever. But yeah, I'm, you know, that was amazing. And you felt like, holy moly, I'm choosing the next Prince yeah. release. Yeah. Um, and of course, hilariously, none of them ever came out, but whatever. You felt, <laughs> at the time, you felt great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Even though it didn't happen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh. oh, well, talking about whinging, here's something else people are whinging about. Uh, there's an upcoming book by a guy. Oh. Uh, I know I've already heard your thoughts on this. <laughs> Neil oh, Carlin has strong. a book coming out, is his name. He interviewed Prince, I think, a Get couple of times over the years. Oh, um, twice. Once in 85 twice. and once in 1990. Sources claim Prince called him up all the time. They were best friends. Um, for 30 years. For 30, yeah. Since they were playing basketball when they were babies, you know. Claimed. Claimed. They were three-year-olds sitting on the basketball court, bouncing a ball to each other. <laughs> There's probably some slight exaggeration in this, but you get the point. <laughs> and it just came out in some, like, promo, some sort of ad for the book that supposedly, you know, Prince buried his will under Paisley Park. It's on the grounds of Paisley Park somewhere. And this information no, it's, is coming it's out. More, it's more than that. It's more than that. Neil Carlin claims that he helped write the will with Prince. And oh, wow. Then, okay. And then supposedly, I'll find the thing because the um, the post that I posted in, they said they'll uh, not delete it. And I've just looked and they have deleted it. Uh, <laughs> so this is from the book distributor, pamnickmillan.com. Yep. Now, please tell me if I'm not reading this correctly. Well, if I'm not interpreting this correctly, because I know what it's written as. Okay. Neil Carlin was the only journalist Prince granted an in-depth press interviews for for over a dozen years. Well, that sentence right there is is complete bullshit Mm -hmm. because he wasn't the only journalist. There was other journalists. So let's not sugarcoat that. From before Purple Rain, which, okay, the first interview that I'm aware of is 1985, so... Right there, there's a second yeah. line. To when the artist changed his name to an unpronounceable glyph. Carlin interviewed Prince for three Rolling Stone cover stories. Okay. I don't know what... Th- I know of two. I don't know what the third is. Wrote Three Chains of Gold, Prince's rock video opera. Oh, Neil Carlin wrote that, did he? He made the whole thing. Wow. Okay. I- I'm going to have to pull that out and look in the credits to find his name. And then, here we go, as well as the rock star's last... Testament, which is claimed to be buried with Prince's will underneath Paisley Park's vast acreage. So Neil has written the rock star's last testament, and that, with his will, is buried underneath uh, claimed. Claimed. Yeah. So So is it or is it? So easy to put in claimed, and then if anyone ever asked him, well, claimed by who? He's like, oh, well, I can't reveal that, obviously. Yeah. Um, or if someone decides to bring out the bulldozers and dig up the whole acreage and they find fuck all, then he can say, well, it is claimed, but yeah. that can't be I guaranteed. never said it was true. It mm. was claimed. Sources claim. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Oh. So Neil Carlin wrote Three Chains of Gold. Wow, that's, that's good to know. The, Do you know what? The, you said three not interviews. Not the song, but... Mm. The, that whole video production, you know, that's, that was the release. So, uh, where do you want me to keep reading this? This no, this I think that's sure. enough. He also claims that Prince's best friends only knew fifteen percent of him, whereas he himself knew a hundred percent of him. Oh wow! And for someone who interviewed him twice, that's pretty good, right? And yeah, you know, I find it fascinating. You know, in that nineteen ninety omnibus, like 
He's in the car with Prince. Prince is driving him around. And oh, he's was that was him, that you know that was Neil Carlin? Yeah. Okay. That's Neil Carlin. And he says, you know, here's where I play touch football. Here's the McDonald's when I just stand outside and smell the food. And now, according to this book, the same Prince that was showing him about around Minneapolis and what he did as a kid. Now, in this book, they've known each other years before that interview as two of the gang of Minneapolis kids who biked around the neighbourhood and played basketball. This is new. So wouldn't Neil be smelling the McDonald's with him then? That's exactly right. Like, yeah, uh, you know, it just it's gone from one thing to another. A few things here. Let's not forget that this is the same Neil Carlin that lied to Prince. He lied to Prince. He said to Prince, oh, I have a stomach flu. I need to go to the bathroom. He didn't have stomach flu at all. He went in there to write his notes. Prince was genuinely concerned about him. He said, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept going to the bathroom to write down his notes. So he lied to Prince. We know this. He confessed. Oh, because he he wasn't allowed to actually take notes, so he kept going to the toilet and wrote his notes. (laughs) Right. Of course. That was in 1990. That was the 1990 interview. Yeah. And let's also not forget that this is the guy, the same Neil Carlin, that two weeks before Prince's death, wished that Prince was dead so he could sell all of Prince's letters, Prince's signature, and Prince's story. I remember seeing that. He's like, oh, yeah. two, Two weeks later, Prince actually died. And, yep, Neil Carlin got his wish. So there you have it. So now we're just waiting for the auctions on eBay, I guess? We'll see. No, that, I'll tell you what will happen. He'll milk this book for all it's worth. And when no one else is buying it at the end of his, this run, that'll be the next step. He'll put it all on auction, sell the signatures for the highest bidder. I'm sure he will get multiple bites of the cherry out of this one. So There's so many yeah. problematic things. I mean, just with the thing about the will, it's like so... Whether this is just crap he made up to sell the book, uh, okay, that's that's just a shitty move anyway. Yeah. And if it's true or if he believes it's true and he didn't come forward in April 2016 with this information, he's like, I'm going to keep this for the book. Again, totally shitty move. Like, yeah. th- there's no way you can look, read that and see any, like, good intention. But it's also, it's a legal thing because this went to court and... They were all talking about, is there an actual will and all this sort of stuff? Now, if he knew this information didn't come forward and he's coming forward now, that's an issue, you know, because this has gone through all the courts. They're trying to determine this thing. And that's like, you know, withholding that information. So, And you think of how many tens of millions of dollars have already been wasted on lawyers and all this stuff because there wasn't a will, which hmm. possibly could have all been avoided. If this is actually true and he knew about it, yeah, that's just insane. Yeah, all I can say is I won't be buying that book. I recommend other people don't oh, buy I'll that book. Oh, definitely not be buying. Yeah, yeah. Neil, we didn't want to smash you, but you didn't really give us much choice. So, <laughs> seriously, what else could you say? You know, if if he hadn't said that or the other things, and this book had come out, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's just another guy cashing in. Okay. But add that with all the things that he's already shown to have done and now all this Mm. crap that's coming out, which could have massive implications. Like you can 100% guarantee that his lawyer, his legal guy said, you better put claimed before you talk about the will or you are screwed. (laughs) You know, imagine if he just somehow didn't get that bit checked and he just comes out and he goes, there is a will buried under Paisley Park. I know about it. 
he would be absolutely screwed. But you know mm. his legal guy has gone over it. This guy, you can't say that. You can't say that. Put alleged in there. Put claimed there. Put sources said there. So he's covered his ass. You can guarantee it in every yeah. possible way. I, I just don't believe anything that if it's written in the book, I, it's just like I don't believe any anything that's said in it. Mm. It's a fact. He interviewed him in 1985. That's a fact. He interviewed him in 1990. That's a fact. Yes, he sent him a letter or letters. That's a fact. He sent him his signature. That's a fact. No one, no one disputes that. Yeah. But then that's it. But how do you make a whole book out of that unless you pad it with all the fantasy around it? And well, he does say, you know, doesn't he say like, the, the, like Prince called him up all the time on the phone and they used to talk at two o'clock in the morning and... I mean, that could hey, he could have called me. Yeah, he could have <laughs> called me f- for ten years that we've been on podcast as well. Yeah, what's to stop us saying that? Yeah, we had this interview in uh, New York, but then after that, we spoke to him on the phone. We did this and that. Uh, we wrote. We wrote Third um, Eye Girl. <laughs> we know, wrote the whole. We, we wrote could, the whole Third Eye Girl album. Actually, we, that was all us. We we could say anything. I mean, who's to say? Well, that, no, that's all bullshit. No one. Allegedly, we, we wrote anything. the entire Third Eye Girl album. Sources claim <laughs> that that's true. There you go. It's covered. Yeah. You say alleged, sources claimed. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a way to end the show. <laughs> well, it's funny. Every time you come on this show, it tends to end up in a bit of a whinge, which I like because it's fun. Because <laughs> MC and Toe Jam tend to be a bit more positive about things and... Yeah, but you and me, it's like, nah, here we go. <laughs> Which is great. Well, it's, as a Prince fan, I hate sort of just sitting back and things just happen and people just like don't fight for Prince. That's my thing. And mm. I read this, many people may not have seen it, but I did this online rant about this book. And the response I got back from the moderator of that forum was like, well, in fairness to Neil... I'm going to put a pause on this conversation. And it's like, okay, but where does the conversation start in fairness to Prince? Yeah. When does that ever come into the equation? When is it ever fair to Prince? Like anyone can write these bullshit books and there's, it's about a guy that can't defend himself now. Like, sure, put these books out four or five years ago. Why weren't they doing it then? They're doing it now. Why? Like why are these people protecting these authors that are writing this trash? Like, are you protecting the author? Are you protecting the author? Are you are you protecting Prince? Like, when does people start fighting for Prince? And that's why, like, people can listen to us and go, oh, yeah, this is a big winch fest, but it's actually, we're, we're trying to fight for Prince. Yeah. You know, I'm not fighting for fucking anything else. It's, you know, this guy fought so hard and it's just been thrown out the window. The question you just asked about why didn't, you know, these books and all this stuff happened five years ago. And we all know the answer is Prince would have sued their ass off. That's the answer in almost every case. There's so many things that didn't happen. There's so many people that didn't talk when Prince was still here because there was non-disclosure agreements, there was confidentiality clauses in contracts, there was so many things. But then once he's not here, well, all bets are off. It's like, let's go. And there's been so many books, there's been so many interviews, there's been so many podcasts, there's been everything. Uh, and it seems like people can just come out and say whatever they want now with no repercussion. That's the thing that's insane. They just do whatever they want because they know, unless they say something really seriously, you know, like um, 
things Michael Jackson's been accused of, you bring that up in relation to Prince, I'm pretty sure the estate will have something to say about that. But yeah. no one's gone that crazy yet. It's all just about me and my great relationship with Prince. And, you know, he we used to go out and eat bloody Wendy's, whatever. It's just, okay, good for you. They need, they, they need to put these under um, fiction. Yeah, yeah, fiction, yeah. Total like, fiction. There, there could be some elements of truth in this book, but on the whole, it's my great memory, mostly based in yeah. fantasy, of how I wished it would have been. There's, there's some elements of truth. Like, yes, I did meet him. Yes, I did shake his yeah. hand. Everything else is just yeah. in my head. So here we go. Fiction book time. That's what it should yeah. be. But it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the name Michael Jackson because I always saw Michael Jackson fans as a bit wacky, a bit out there. But when it comes to it, they defend that dude. Oh, yeah. You know, to the death. None of the Prince fans do that. They just sell him out. And that's the thing. Like, if the Prince fans were as passionate as the Michael Jackson fans about Prince, it'd be such a different narrative than what's playing out right now. Because these books can come out and I just see all these comments about, oh, I've pre-ordered. I can't wait to hear your story. And it's like, are you serious? You're really (laughs) lapping this bullshit up? Like... You know, you're actually going to pay somebody money to I, yeah. openly confessed in Star Tribune. Oh, I'm selling the, I'm selling all this off to make money, and I can't wait for them to die. So it'll be worth it even more, even more valuable. Yeah, yeah. I've just, it just blows my mind. It the, really does. The only so. reason I can see that those those people are like, oh, I can't wait to get this book. There's a few things. Either a, they're new fans. They've only jumped on the last few years. So they don't know the history. They don't know anything. They, they've got the albums. That's all they know. They like Prince. Oh, now there's a book about about him. Okay. You know, they don't know the history. Or there's people who have might have been around for a long time, but they haven't followed, like, all the details. Like, some people yeah. just get all the albums. They don't care about all the sideshows and all the crap that goes on between different people. But I think anyone who's been around long enough and knows the history of this guy would not be pre-ordering this book. Yeah. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. Well, the ones the ones that think that they're pre-ordering and all that are the newer fans that have no idea of the history. So, And this is the biggest issue, I think, is it's people rewriting the history, yeah. which everyone seems yeah. to be doing now. Yeah. Everyone's got their own version of what happened. And like I said, unless there's like some serious allegations or something, no one's going to be bothered to correct it. And then it just becomes yeah. fact because it was in a book. Fact, yep. Exactly. This exactly. is not good. No. It's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. That's a great end to the show. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Down. Well, you know what? This is the last episode of Captain Says Podcast. Didn't you say that last time? I said it last time, but we didn't record yet. This is it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, wow. I said the next time we record will be the last one. Oh, this is the why? last one. Why are you retiring? Why? 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 I am retiring. <laughs> why like- don't you just keep it open for situations like this when you want to have a witch? Oh, you should just keep it open. Maybe never say never. But for now, okay, this be- is the end. Like, I-, I know what a whole on a whole bunch of these I've said. Well, this could be the last one. Who knows? But I'm actually saying now. My plan is for this to be the last one. I'm not saying it'll Why? never come back, but this will be the end. As far Today, as far as I'm concerned, this is the last episode. That might change okay. in the future, well, but for now, this is the end. I might do something else later, 
I might come back to this later. Who knows? Right. But okay. uh, the funny thing is, part of the reason is one of the places that hosts the MP3, it's literally only got like an hour and a half left of minutes. So that's why this show has to be the last one, because after that, there's no more space anyway. But that's a, But I only found that out. I only found that out after I decided I was going to finish it. And then I saw that, and I'm like, oh, well, that makes... that's it's, It was meant to be. It was meant to be like that. Ah, uh, right. Gotcha. And this show, gotcha. the length that it is, it's just going to fit in under the time limit, so that's perfect. Well, if you ever decide to go with Podbean, and you probably don't, but if you ever do, I was seeing in one of their webinars the other night that they've got a function that will import all your shows from another platform into theirs. And it's like, it's just a press of a button. So you won't lose any of your Captain Says shows. It'll just migrate over and you keep going. Mm, Interesting. So that's, that's, (laughs) that's my unpaid plug for Podbean. Podbean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love Podbean. So thank you for being the last guest at this point in time on this show. I'm, I'm honored. Because I, re- yeah, I remember I said to you last time, I'm like, and I, I think I put it on Twitter. I said the next, the next Captain Says podcast will be the last one. Um, so to all, all the listeners, keep safe. Keep out of Corona's way. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Yep. Sing the Peach and Black theme tune when you wash your hands. Shoot uh, the duck. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Look, I don't care what they say about a mask. I'm sure wearing a mask has to be... Even if it's 1% safer than not wearing a mask, it's worth doing. But I know there's so much well, information. Some say don't, some say do, but it's got to be, it's got to do something, right? Instead of nothing. Well, there's a couple of things to this. One is, I don't think they want everyone going out there buying masks and then they're really low on supplies. Just so make I think one. That Every, was part no, of it. they're saying just make yeah, exactly. one. Exactly. Just can get make a one. scarf or a bandana or anything. Just stick it on your face. Exactly. The second thing is, is I think a lot of people interpret masks as like, breathing stuff in and like you know those droplets and particles and stuff it stops you which breathing it is out. part of it though. well but it's also when you touch your face you know if you're touching if by accident you're touching buttons and handrails or whatever and then you touch your face that's where you you pick it up but if if there's something across your face then that's yeah. going to help so the masks the mask does have some sort of but then validity to it the answer to that i've heard also is like Oh, but if you wear a mask and you're not used to wearing a mask, you might even touch your face more than if you weren't wearing one. Oh, uh, yeah, it's because like, they well, go, it's, it's itchy. Possible. And, yeah, it's possible, yeah, yeah. but still. I don't know. My great medical advice from Dr. Captain is wear a mask. Yeah. That's all I can say. Like Dr. Fink. <laughs> Dr. Fink. Yeah. Be like Dr. Fink. Wear a mask. <laughs> that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. So. And that's the, oh, stay safe. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Watch, uh, watch Star Trek. Um, watch Star Trek Picard. Lis- watch Star Trek Discovery. And listen, listen to, to Peach, Peach and Black. Black. Exactly. And vote. And listen to this show, which you must be doing if you're hearing this. Um, and that's all. <laughs> bye. The end. Bye bye. Here is some theme music.
Tetra Podcast.